Russia injects itself into the crisis between the United States and North Korea. Hello from our broadcast headquarters in Prague and welcome to the Power Vertical Briefing, a weekly look ahead at stories we expect to make news this week. My name is Brian Whitmore, host of the Power Vertical podcast here at RFRL, and joining me in the studio is RFRL's news editor, Steve Gutterman. Welcome, Steve. Thanks, Brian. Welcome back. So, Thank you. It's a nice vacation. Well, it lasted. Um, so Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov last week urged Pyongyang and Washington to sign up to a previously unveiled joint Russian-Chinese plan under which North Korea would freeze missile tests and the United States and South Korea would impose a moratorium on large-scale military exercises. I got some thoughts on this, but what do you, what do you think of it, Steve? Any chance it'll fly? Well, I, I mean, I think I'm not sure the the purpose of it for from Russia's point of view is is for it to actually work. Um, I mean, so far there's been no kind of embracing of it by the U.S. and South Korea, which uh, which makes sense because uh, I think the view there is probably that um, you know it's time now for North Korea to take steps, uh, you know, to to tone down the the the, the threat and and. Um, uh, and, and and not the time for you know steps by by both sides. Um, I mean this is this is the kind of thing that actually China and Russia have both been uh, saying for years. So there's nothing really new. You know, here. Uh, uh, you know, sort of whenever whenever North Korea does a, a test, a missile test or a nuclear test, North uh, Russia and China say, well, they call for restraint from all sides, right. you know, which means uh, no more of these exercises. So you know, I think I, I don't think it's a it's a plan that is going to sit very well with the United States right now. Um, and I think from the Russian point of view, you know, the purpose is uh, for one thing to, to support China, who which is sort of takes the, the front seat in this uh, mm-hmm. on these issues, and and Russia usually goes goes along with China, um, and also to um, you know, kind of take a little dig at the United States and but at the same time Russia can argue look we're we're being we're, uh, being, constructive. we're being constructive we're we're offering uh, a, a plan um so if it doesn't if it doesn't uh, work out of course there, there that doesn't uh it doesn't really hurt hurt Russia at all no, I mean, I, I, I agree with you that Russia is always hedging its rhetoric on North Korea. It's always equivocating. It's always kind of creating this equivalency for both sides. But there's another, right. there's, there's a little context around this. I mean, Russia has been steadily courting North Korea as, as, as something of a client state for a while now. Shortly after the annexation of Crimea in 2014, Putin wrote off most of North Korea's $11 billion debt to Russia. Um, you got about 500,000 North Koreans working on construction projects in the Russian Far East. Um, and we probably should add that since most of their pay is taken by the North Korean state, they are effectively slave laborers. Um, right. And then a new ferry route is being planned between between uh, Vladivostok and the North Korean port of Rasan. So, I mean, you're having you have a, a very steady courtship here. Um, so it's 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 not on one hand, Russia is not really a, an honest broker in this situation. On the other hand, like China, they would have some leverage on North Korea if they right. chose to to use it. But I don't I don't think that's what's going on here. No, exactly. Um, and I think I mean, I think you're right to point out that it's not just Russia being sort of subservient or, or taking a backseat to China. But as you say, you know, they have Russia has its own interests. And, and we have seen Russian rhetoric sort of against criticizing the U.S. and South Korea um, in, increase in the last, I guess, yeah. few months or year. 
Um, so, uh, you know, and this is, this is, um, I guess, in line with that, but, but also in line with, um, well, we're going to, we're going to push back against the, the U, you know, the U.S. demands on North Korea. Um, you know, it, in a way, it's kind of a, there's, you know, Russia doesn't have much, much to lose in this situation. No, and the the parallel situation unless there's a nuclear war. Unless there's a nuclear war, of course. And again, at the at the end of the day, Russia's interests here are are are, are pretty much similar to the U.S. in terms of that. I don't think anybody wants. Well, right, the, right. Absolutely. But but what, what, another place I do see a parallel here is with Syria, um, where 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 Russia came in. You know, with a with a with a remember on the chemical weapons, with a peace right. plan on the chemical weapons, presenting itself as an honest broker between Syria and the Western powers, um, when in fact what it was doing was courting Bashar al-Assad as a client and an ally right. in that situation. Are, could we? Do you think we're seeing a similar kind of thing happening here? It's a it's a little bit of a different situation. You got China in the mix as well here, but but you you similar pattern. Right. I mean, I yeah, I agree it is similar as you say he, um in Syria, Russia was kind of, you know, the main player um or one of them as as opposed to with North Korea where there's still China is looming much larger than Russia still. Um but but yes, I mean, I, I the, the sort of the mechanics of it, Russia pretending to be, you know, a sort of an honest uh, broker in fact, having a, a very large interest in mm-hmm. the, um, you know, in what's going on, probably less of an interest maybe than than with uh, Syria, but still uh, quite, you know, significant, as you say, uh, you know, especially given the the court the courting that's been going on. Well, we'll keep an eye on this as it develops, and I don't I don't see this story going away anytime soon. That's all we have time for today, so we'll wrap it up. You've been listening to the Power Vertical Briefing, a weekly look ahead at the stories making news in Russia. We'll be doing this every Monday, so be sure to tune in. I'm Brian Whitmore, host of the Power Vertical, po- Vertical Podcast. Joining me in the studio has been RFRL's news editor, Steve Gutterman. Join us again next week, and now, as always, I leave you with the soothing sounds of Noise MC. 